welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm excited to be here again with you today. Um, We just finished our nutrition challenge in my Facebook community last week. We had a five-day nutrition challenge where we really just focused on eating whole foods and getting our water in each day. And then exercise of 30 minutes a day was a bonus. Um, But we had some awesome activity in the group. Um, It really fills my heart to see so many people that are trying to make changes, to be healthier, to feel better. Um, It was really great. So a big shout out and thank you to all of you guys that participated. I hope that you continue with our challenge, um, that it's not just five days and done. I know I talked about it in our group, but if you're interested in joining my community with my clients, we are starting a whole nutrition focused month in September. So we would love to welcome you into our group for that. But if not, you can keep using that free community as a place to check in and have some accountability, connect with me and others that are on similar journeys. So thank you so much for your participation again. And we'll definitely be running another challenge next month. Not sure what it is yet, but um, I hope that it helped you guys quite a bit to get started on your journey. Today, we're talking about something a little different than nutrition. Um, We are actually going to talk about the way that our brains are wired and how that affects how we talk to ourselves during the day. Uh, Kind of that subconscious talk, that talk that we're doing that we usually don't even realize that we're doing at the time, uh, but that really affects us throughout our daily lives and overall just our attitude toward um, life and challenges and changing and things like that. So um, I recently listened to a live call that was hosted by someone named Josh Coates, and he discussed a topic slash concept that is really relevant in my life and I know is relevant to others. And what he discussed was listening to your head voice versus your heart voice. And those are his words. So I'm not stealing his words. I'm regurgitating what he called this. So it was your head voice versus your heart voice and what that really means. It really was a brilliant call. And I listened to it two times full through from start to finish because it really hit me that hard. Um, And while my words might, might not be as eloquent as his, I wanted to share this concept with you in my own words as best as I can. So we're going to start with the difference between your head voice and your heart voice and how they relate to that self-talk that you give yourself daily and again without even realizing it. So to understand this, we have to remember how our brains are wired. So our brains are still wired for survival. They have been for millions of years um, and that survival state is still innate inside of the human brain currently which means that we are always looking for ways to survive before and above anything else. 
The amygdala is the part of your brain that's activated any time that you may anticipate danger. Now, this could be real danger, like life-threatening danger, like a major accident or an injury or a situation that could get you killed, right? Um, But that part of the brain also gets activated even at the thought of something dangerous or if we anticipate danger in any way, which could be something like making a career change, right? That could be perceived as dangerous in that amygdala. What if I quit my job? And then all those thoughts start flowing like, I'm not going to have money. I'm not going to have stability. What about my insurance? This, this, this. And then it holds you back from doing it because it's just too dangerous, right? But either way, if it's real life-threatening danger or it's not at all, the response from our amygdala is the same. So it's that fight or flight response. And most of the time, our brains are going to choose flight, right? Like get away from the danger as fast as possible. Get away from that idea as quickly as possible. No way, no how you can't do it. You'd never be successful and you'll ruin everything. So that's our head voice, as Josh Coates would say. That is our brain trying to keep us surviving and alive. And what's unfortunate about that is, I mean, of course, it's good to have that response in a real life or death situation, especially maybe when we're younger um, and would be more likely to make poor choices or choices that may, you know, physically injure us or danger our health. But as we get older and mature, um, our heart voice or our decisions that come from our heart start to try to push through. And these are things like finding yourself, finding the right relationships, making that choice to change your career, making the choice to have another child or not have children, or making the choice just to leave a relationship that doesn't serve you anymore, whether that's a friendship, maybe a family relationship, maybe, you know, a romantic relationship. Um, It's, it's, that voice inside of you that is telling you that you can do hard things. And that's a great voice to have and listen to and follow. But typically what happens really without us even knowing that it's happening is the moment we start to think about doing something hard or challenging or different or something that'll mix up our lives a little bit, is that our brain kicks in right away, that amygdala kicks in right away and says, no way, no way, don't do that. You can't do that. There's no possible way you could do that and be successful. All that's going to happen is this, this, and this, and then you're really going to regret it. And so then we're like, oh yeah, that's a dumb idea. And we just move on, maybe without even sitting down and really thinking of it. So I'll give you a real life example of this, something that I went through quite a few years ago now. But when I first went to college, I was playing basketball at a division three college. I played for one season and then I left. I had a baby. I went and got an associate degree. So now it's probably three, four years later. And my heart was telling me I wanted to play basketball again. My heart was telling me I didn't give it my all. I could have been better. I still can do it. And my head was saying, oh my gosh, you can't possibly go back to that coach that you left high and dry, that you just walked away from. You didn't even tell him you were 
leaving, you just stopped, you left, you stopped going to school, you quit going to school. Like there's no way you can't go back to him and admit that you were wrong. You can't go back and try to hang with like 18 and 19 year olds again. There's no possible way you could play at that level, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't listen to that voice. Thankfully, at the time, I wasn't seasoned in recognizing my head versus my heart, but my heart really told me that I needed to go and that I needed to do it. And so instead of going into that flight response and running away from it and shying away and being ashamed of the choices that I made when I was 18, 19 years old, um, I went back and I reached out to my coach. I met with him and I spoke my heart to him and I said, this is something I really want to do. I'm not sure if it'll be a good fit. I'm not sure that I'll be good enough. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I really want to try it. And my coach looked at me and said, yes, let's do it. And I got to go back. And I believe I was about 23 years old at the time. So this is five years since I had first entered college. And I went back and I played another season of basketball And it was amazing. And it was everything that I had been lacking and missing. And I can't imagine my life now if I would have never gone back and admitted my mistakes and pushed past that fear of all things, right? Being embarrassed, being ashamed, not being good enough. But I went back and I played and I like I actually played. I got game time. I played, we made it to the tournament that year. I played in tournament games. Like it was amazing. And I never would have had that experience had I not listened to my heart or pushed back that, oh my gosh, this is scary. Don't go do it. And I think that there are other situations in my life that I can think of that I listened to my head and to the, I'm scared and to the don't do it. A good example is when I was working at the hospital And I held our insurance and I was so unhappy at that job and just with my life as a whole at that time. And I so badly wanted to make career change. I so badly wanted to make changes. And the whole time for almost 10 years, I didn't even bring it up to my husband because of my head voice. So my head was telling me, you can't, you carry the insurance look at the money you make, but it's career stability. You have a pension, right? Like all these things my head was telling me, no, just you cannot leave it. You just have to put your head down and you have to just get through the next 30 years of your life until you can retire. And I feel like this is sort of a generational thing too. So I'm in my thirties and I feel like the age of the parents that I have that I grew up in, that's kind of how they were raised. It's like, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. It's good it's stable. It's, you know, it's good enough. Just put your head down and get through until you can retire. And then when you can retire, then you get to go have the fun and do what you want. But guys, that's not how we're meant to live our lives. At least I feel like not anymore or ever really, but I feel like we're at this place now, especially, I mean, I'm a millennial. I'm an older millennial. I think I'm one of the older um, of them, but you know, I think millennials have definitely gone to show that, I, what do they say? They change careers like at least three times. I think we are a generation of humans that are starting to follow our heart a little bit more and understand that life is so much more than financial stability. 
Life is so much more than keeping up with a persona. Life is so much more than pleasing our parents or trying to fill a role that was assigned to us, especially if we don't want to play that role. And this is kind of the point of the conversation today is if all we ever do is listen to the scared voice, to the logical voice, yes, there's many times that going with our head and not our heart makes sense. Of course, I'm not saying just do everything at a whim just because you long for it or it feels like something you want to do. But what I am saying is if we always listen to that voice that holds us back because it's scary or because it is risky or because it is going to be hard or, you know, because people are going to judge us, that's a big one. There's so many people that just don't step outside of their comfort zone because they're afraid of what other people might think, right? And I feel like I experienced this as well. Um, You know, I started started coaching virtually uh, about a little over a year ago with health and fitness. And I still have my position at the gym. I'm still a personal trainer. I'm a certified nutrition coach. I'm a group fitness manager at the health club that I work at. But I also coach people through a business that is an MLM. And that scares people. And people judge me for that. I know they do. But I also know that taking that step into that role, and I did it very quietly. I was embarrassed at first. I didn't want people to know what platform I was using because I knew there would be judgment. But I'll tell you what, I'm a year into it. I have well over 100 clients that are fabulous. They are doing amazing. I am helping so many people that I wouldn't be able to help at the gym because either they're not local or they can't afford it or you know whatever number of reasons that they can't be with me in person. I'm with them virtually now. They have an accountability group. They are successful. They have resources. They have me right at their fingertips. um, And it's been amazing. But I know in the beginning, it was hard. I have a friend that sells um, activewear online, right? And I know that there's probably people that look at that and judge her for that too. And she sells amazing stuff. She's so passionate about it. The products are great. I buy stuff from her all the time. I'm like, why would I go to a big retail store when these are great quality products? I love them. And my friend gets to make a little bit of money off of it. Like, that's amazing. I get to support her and get stuff for me at the same time. But there's judgment that comes with that. You know, there's there's people that will judge you for any choice you make, a career change, how you're raising your kids, what you allow your kids to do or not to do, how cautious you are with COVID or, or not cautious or, um, you know, who you vote for, what political party you're a part of, all of those things. And so sometimes people will choose to stay quiet and or not express themselves or not take that risk because of fear, because your brain, your amygdala is like, oh my gosh, if you said that outside in front of, outside of your head, I should say, if you said that outside of your head, in front of your friends or in front of your family, in front of your coworkers, oh my gosh, what would they think? You'd be so embarrassed. You'd be so ashamed. You'd lose a friend. You know, your brain, it just starts going down that track and then you don't say anything or you don't do anything. And then you sit with it, 
but your heart doesn't start to- stop talking to you, right? So maybe you passed up a big opportunity. Maybe you're passing up an opportunity right now where you've been holding yourself back from doing any number of things. You know, it could be anything from something with your children to your career. It could be a health or a fitness choice. It could be um, changing your political view or maybe just not siding with a view at all and saying, you know, I'm kind of taking a stand for myself or choosing to speak out about something that the people around you don't agree with or anything. I mean, it could literally be anything that you're holding yourself back from doing because your head is telling you it's not safe to do so. But then what does that mean for you? It means you're sitting with a gift that's inside of you that you could be expressing, that you could be using. You could be in a career that maybe is a little less stable, but it's so fulfilling. Or maybe it's a relationship that you should be either getting into or getting out of. Maybe it's a friendship that really drains you and you're just too afraid to let go of it because you care about your friend, but you also need to care about yourself. Or maybe it's a family relationship that's unhealthy. Or maybe it is an opportunity that you're supposed to take. Or maybe you're significantly overweight, but you've failed so many times at losing weight that you're embarrassed to try again because your spouse, significant other, family member, or friends are going to judge you for trying again. Maybe they judge you for being overweight, but they also judge you for trying to lose weight. And where does that put you, right? It puts you not only in an unhealthy state physically, but mentally too. So what we do is we sit all day and these heart ideas and, you know, little little sparks come in, come in and out of our brain all day long. And I'm definitely not saying you should act on every one, but you know that one that keeps coming back at you over and over again and then all of a sudden that amygdala fires and it's like, oh my God, no way. No, do not do that. Do not do that. I know you're thinking about it, but don't do it. Just don't do it. You're not going to be good at it. You're going to fail. It's too risky. You know, what if this, what if that, and then you push it away. But what you have to start realizing is when that amygdala kicks in, when that voice kicks in that tells you that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough, you're not able you'll fail. You failed so many times. Why wouldn't you fail again? Right? That voice is in your head all day. And what do you think that does to your brain and your self-confidence when all day long you're telling yourself how you're not good enough, how you're a failure? All your brain is thinking about is everything that you've ever done, but it's it's not thinking about the possibilities because it can't. Your brain can only take the information that it already has. So it can only take the information from past experiences. Your brain is literally living in the past because that's all it knows. It can't see the future. It can't necessarily see the possibilities. Its job is to take in the information that it's always gotten in and make sense of it in a way that helps you survive. But if we always live that way, judging ourselves by how we've done in the past, even if you've failed at every single thing you've ever tried, which is really hard for me to believe. If there's someone out there that thinks they've never done anything but fail, 
I bet that if you think real hard, you can think about a win that you've had even today. But besides that point, if all you're ever telling yourself is how big of a failure you are or how you wouldn't be able to complete something that you start or how it's too risky to ever try to do anything different or you suck, you're terrible, you know, all of those things, then that's what you're going to believe. If that's all you ever tell yourself, that's what you're going to believe. So what I really want to deliver you today is just the opportunity to start recognizing and differentiating your thoughts between what is coming from your head and what is coming from your heart. And if you can take that head talk, that amygdala, that fight or flight that pops in every time your heart is trying to tell you something and you give it a little bit of space to calm down, you recognize that as soon as that voice pops in, that's like, oh, that's stupid. That's bad. That's wrong. Don't think that. And then you recognize, oh, I shouldn't talk to myself that way. I shouldn't think that way. And you calm that amygdala down before it starts really getting amped up, you'll be able to hear your heart a little more. You'll be able to hear what you're really passionate about. Maybe there's something you're not doing that you would be amazing at. Maybe it's starting an Etsy shop or applying to paint for someone or decorate for someone or bake or, you know, something on on those lines and your your head's just like, oh my gosh, why would you do that? You're not going to make any money doing that. Just stick with your job and then enjoy your time off. Why would you fill your time off with something new, right? But it could be something that you would feel so fulfilled with, that you'd be so amazing with. I mean, I can't tell you, I have so many friends that have started their own little like side business or side hustle or whatever you want to call it that are just doing amazing. And whether or not it's making them a million dollars, they are so happy and fulfilled because they're not only being able to express themselves, but they're changing people's lives. They're making a difference in other people's lives. And often our head voice, that voice or that amygdala that holds us back is trying to keep us a little more isolated Don't go do that. Don't go talk to those people. Don't go do those things. Don't put yourself out there. But if we start recognizing the way that we're talking to ourselves and understanding that that voice isn't always right, of course, there are times that our amygdala should kick in and does and protects us. But then it's our job to sit and think, okay, well, I think I my brain is telling me not to do this. But what does my heart say? And how do the two weigh out against each other? And is this just my brain acting like a tiger is about to eat me (laughs) like it would have in the past, you know, or is this my brain just reacting to something that could really make me very happy and maybe I need to push past that because there's so many of us out there that really need to start following our heart, Start following our dreams and our passions, even if it's not going to make you a million dollars. It's not going to make you famous on social media. You know, it's not going to be this big, huge thing, but you're going to absolutely love it and it is going to make your life so much better. A good example of this is me with my podcast. I don't have millions of downloads, I don't have millions of listeners, but I've always loved writing since I was young. I love writing. And this is like writing with my voice. 
it feels good. I love doing it. You know, it's something that I've started to do and I feel like I'm getting better at and maybe I'm not perfect at it and maybe I'm not changing the world and maybe only 40 people a week listen to my episode or whatever it is. I don't even know. But (laughs) I can tell you that I've also gotten messages from people that I never knew were listening and said, hey, Cassie, that last episode, it really hit me hard and I loved it. And that makes it worth it. I love doing this. I love coming on here every week and talking about something that I think will help someone else. It fulfills me. It fulfills my creative being. And it gives me something to look forward to, something that makes me happy. So again, if I would have listened to my head voice and or maybe other people around me saying, a podcast, really? Why would you do that? Then I wouldn't be experiencing this feeling that I'm getting literally right now as I record this. And what I want is more people to experience that, that fulfilling feeling that they get from their heart when they start listening to it. So whether it's a big, huge change that you've had on your heart or something small or anything in between, I want you to encourage to start allowing yourself to listen a little bit more to your heart and start recognizing when you're talking yourself down or talking down to yourself out of fear and out of those basic survival needs. Because remember, most of us are not getting chased by tigers or bears or wild animals anymore. Most of us have the blessing of living inside a home somewhere and having our basic needs met. And when those basic needs are met, that allows for us to start flourishing in other ways, such as through your creativity. So I want you to leave this episode today thinking about what has my heart been telling me and have I been pushing it down and putting it away out of survival, right? Because I promise even if you do follow your heart and you're a little embarrassed or people do say something to you or whatever, you're going to survive anyways and you're going to come out stronger and happier no matter what. So I encourage you today to think about what your heart's been telling you and see if it is a possibility for you to start acting on it. Even if it's just something small and tiny that you could change, start writing, start reading, start podcasting, start coaching, start helping others, whatever it is that's on your heart that you've been wanting to do and pushing off, I want you to just start, make a plan and just get started I promise it is going to fulfill your life in ways you've never imagined. Until next time, guys, have a beautiful week. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.